To generations of Austin worshippers, the site of Steventon Rectory is hallowed ground. They are often to be found at the side of the lane, silent and thoughtful, peering through the hedge into the Hampshire field where it stood. This is the place where she spent 25 years and wrote three novels. This is where it all began. Anyone who reads Jane Austen's novels closely will notice that although we have a picture in our minds of Pemberley or Trafalgar House in Sanditon or Donwell Abbey, the details she actually gives us are very sparse. She sketches an outline. Our minds then fill it in. But the houses Jane describes in the most detail are always parsonages. In Mansfield Park, for example, we get a much fuller physical description of Edmund Bertram's future home in his parish than we do of the great mansion of Mansfield Park itself. That's because parsonages mattered to Jane. She often visited great houses and was familiar with places like Pemberley, but Jane was most at home in a parsonage like the one she knew from growing up with her parents and brothers and sister in the Hampshire countryside. And yet... To work out what her real home, Steventon Rectory, was like takes time, patience and imagination, because the house itself is gone. The story of the Austins at Steventon Rectory really begins in the late summer of 1768, when a wagon, heavily loaded with household goods, made its way through the Hampshire lanes from nearby Dean to the village of Steventon. Its members had no notion that so many historians and biographers would scrutinise this ordinary event in the life of an ordinary family. Although Mr George Austin, 38, and his wife Cassandra, 29, had only been married for four years, their household was not inconsiderable. It included Mrs Austin's own mother, Mrs Jane Lee, and the couple's three boys, James, Jemmy, George and Edward, Neddy, the latter less than one year old. There would also have been maids and manservants of name and number unknown. They probably included Jane Lee's servant, Mary Ellis. Although it was only a short distance of just over a mile from Dean to Steventon, their wagon crept slowly along a road that was a mere cart track, so cut up by deep ruts as to be impassable for a light carriage, the village of Steventon was deep in the countryside, difficult to reach if the rough country lanes were muddy. Indeed, many a coachman would not take you. Once, a member of the Austin family travelling by carriage near Steventon called out to his driver to hurry up and get on with it. I do get on, sir, where I can, came the answer. You stupid fellow, was the response. Any fool can do that. I want you to get on where you can't. Mrs Jane Lee, the mother-in-law, had even made her will just before the journey. Now in her sixties, she feared that she was terminally ill. Her daughter, Mrs Cassandra Austin, was also far from well. She travelled along on a feather bed placed upon some soft articles of furniture in the wagon. She was not then in strong health, an early indicator of a lifetime of ailments and possibly hypochondria that would alternately amuse and exasperate her family. But she does deserve some sympathy for having given birth to three children in four years. Mr George Austin's brother-in-law thought they were mad for having so many children so quickly. I cannot say, wrote this brother-in-law, Tyso Hancock, who was out in India, that the news of the violently rapid increase of their family gives me so much pleasure. The problem was that all these children, one of them his own godson, 
must be provided for. Mr George Austin was a man of many cares, an ill wife, a dying mother-in-law, and his second son George suffering from fits. Not least among his worries was his financial situation. The records of Mr Austin's account at Hawes Bank in London show that on the 6th of August he had sold stock worth more than £250, presumably for the expenses of bringing the new house up to a habitable standard. This sum of money represented nearly a year's income for him. Mr Austin had, in fact, been in charge of the parish of Steventon for the last four years, but he had found his rectory there so run down and dilapidated of the most miserable description that he and his family had been living instead in a rented house in the neighbouring village of Dean. This building was hardly any better, a low, damp place with small, inconvenient rooms and scarcely two on the same level.